Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. From now until kickoff, Fred Hubner and Brian Handler talking Bears football. Listen live on ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app presented by Points Bet Sportsbook. Also brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, ComEd's Energy Efficiency Program, Marquee Sports Network, and CBDMD. Are you ready? Um, yeah. Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Brian, it's week 14 and we're supposed to be talking about how the Bears are gearing up for the playoffs. Uh, well, what they had a, I want to say 83% probability when they're sitting at 5 and 1. Yeah. At least yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Pretty even, strong. Even after they lost to the Rams, the Saints, and Tennessee, which you never should have lost to, and they were 5-4, and four, I thought, okay, you got Minnesota, Green Bay, and Detroit. You can win two of those three. You can come out 7-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not and so much. When, when they were up 10 points last <laughs> week with a few minutes to go, you thought, okay, this one goes in the W column, right? Yeah. You go 6-6, six and six, you know, and you're right there still. You're still, as they like to say, in the hunt. <laughs> yes. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, now 5-7 and seven after a miserable uh, loss to Detroit last week. And the first thing I texted and tweeted when the game was over was, now is it okay to criticize the defense? Wow. Oh, my wow. God. That, I mean, that drive, that, that two-minute, 15-second drive with no third downs. Right. And Matthew Stafford, without, with Go- without Galladay. Right. Without without really a running back, yeah. no, yeah, the, they didn't use I mean, AP all that much. Yeah, six completions, uh, at ninety what ninety seven yards, ninety six yards, ninety six I mean, yards. Yeah, seven yeah. plays. I, I, how, I still don't know how that happened. Yeah, I, so I, the answer I, your not question, against hold it, not against this vaunted Bears defense. I've been hearing no. about. Yeah, well, Chuck oh. Pagano said again, that's not who we are, and unfortunately, as the trend continues, maybe. Maybe it is who you are. Maybe you're closer to middle of the pack, just average, you know, a couple good games, a lot of bad games or a couple bad. I mean, maybe the the 15th and 17th, wherever you find your defensive rankings right now, uh, maybe that's closer to the truth than the perception when you were 5-1 and one and the defense was all that. But hold it. We were told that it would be different with Akeem Hicks back. Weren't well, we? Yeah, and look, and... and God bless Akeem Hicks, and and uh, you know I love the guy. It's a terrific story. Yeah, but he can't do it himself. And there's a guy that you traded a boatload for, who you know is dealing with some injuries, and a lot of people are week fourteen in the NFL. Cool Mac, um, he hasn't really been heard from. You know, six. I believe he has six and a half sacks to Quinn's one sack right on the first play against the Giants. And never to be heard from again, and yet there's thirty million dollars you're stuck with him next year too, right? Uh, you can't cut him because of the cap hit. Yeah, I, I just it, uh, Patrick Finley wrote a, a tremendous column yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and the, the headline was every bit as good. The column checking in with the misses, M I S S E S, detailing the six swings and misses that really are are the biggest ones for Ryan Pace. His list is longer than that, obviously. I mean, even Robbie, 
Robbie Gold, cutting Robbie Gold for whatever reason because he thought he was on the, the downslide, uh, which wasn't the case. Well, I didn't have a problem with that one because he technically no, I mean, he was. That, that's a misdemeanor yeah. compared to the other stuff. Yeah, but he right? even even Robbie Gold admitted that he was and he had to reinvent himself. And when he went to, because he went to the Giants first, people forget that. Yeah. He went well, to the Giants and they I'm didn't. I'm sure he wants to forget that too. Well, yeah, and they didn't want to keep him either. And, uh, so then he goes to San Francisco, and I don't. I think he's missed like three kicks since, and uh, yeah. it's been amazing. But he changed himself. So they, he wanted a boatload of money. He was kicking like crap um, right. when they got rid of him. So I, I kind of understood that one. It keeps getting brought up because he did reinvent himself, and all of a sudden he's kicking better than ever right now. So, you know, that's the one, that's the one I'll give him a, a pass on. Um, but the other ones are just ridiculous. We'll talk well, about I mean, those. But, but, but you get Cody Parkey for four years and $15 million, $9 million guaranteed. I mean... <laughs> You start adding up some of this money. The Mike Lennon, eighteen million. Cody Parkey, nine million. You know Robert Quinn certainly on list at thirty million. Um, Nick Foles, dare yeah. I say how much you're you're you owe him? Sure. Uh, moving forward, sure. It's a serious. If I'm the McCaskies, that gets my attention as much as anything. As much as the thirty nine and fifty three record under Ryan Pace to this point in his esteemed career as GM of the Bears. Yeah, there's no doubt. 312-332-3776. A lot to talk about. Some of it about the game today. Uh, a lot of other things, too. Um, one of the things is David Montgomery, last couple of weeks, they've actually been giving him the ball a little bit, which is always nice to see that when you give your running back the ball and he can actually do some things with it. That's that's nice to see. Last two games for Montgomery, um, 11 carries, 103 yards against the Packers, 17 carries, 72 yards against the Lions. And we've got a couple of poll questions. We've got three of them, actually. But one of them is, when it comes to running back, um, is Montgomery a solid number one, or do they need an upgrade? You can find those on our uh, Twitter account, at ESPN1000. Um, I, you know, the more they give the ball to Montgomery, the more you see how this guy just does everything he can to get that extra yard to not go down. Um, and then, of course, last week they give him the ball and he doesn't get it the first. But, you know, well, things look, like that I mean, happen. 103 rushing yards for Montgomery in the first half. Now, against the Lions, I think they're 19th against the run. Not, not the worst in the league, certainly not the best. Packers are 20th against the run. So do you, do you put stock in the fact that he's emerging and he's running with confidence and, uh, you know, against the 31st team against the run in the Texans today, you, you can't overthink this, can you, Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy? I mean, you come out running the ball. You, you, you absolutely come out running the ball. Because one thing they can do is they can sack the quarterback. Yeah. So I, if, if they come out doing anything but running the ball with Montgomery, then something is, you know, really wrong here. But do you put stock in the fact that those were not great run defenses they were facing? Or do you put stock in that maybe even the offensive line is not as terrible as we thought? They had their issues at the end of the game like everybody else on the field. But they're on their, what, sixth iteration of the offensive line and certainly not household names, you know, left or right. No, no. But they're trending in the right direction. I, I mean, I don't. Given the limited draft picks you have and the limited cap room you have, I I don't know how how many moves you can make uh, on the offensive side of the ball and upgrade positions. Uh, can you live with this offensive line moving forward if they continue to show what they've shown in the last couple of weeks and continue to progress? I will talk with Jeff Dickerson at 11 o'clock. He is out at Soldier Field as the Bears and Texans going at it. And J.D. had a really good point the other day. He said you can probably go with the middle of the line because right now you have Cody Whitehair, 
um, Sam Mustafer at center, and also mm-hmm. you have Alex Byers at the other guard position. Those guys have actually shown they're playing well. You're going to get James Daniels back, which is then already, you, you know, he plays a guard or a center position, so you got to figure it out. But you probably need the two new tackles replaced, or yeah. the two tackles replaced. And J.D. had mentioned that's why they should have gone out and got a tackle this year. Because um, it's well, tough to go in. It's tough to go into a new season with two brand new defensive or offensive tackles. Look in left tackle position. You know, if you find someone on the free agent market, it costs you a boatload of money. Yep. And you usually don't find them on the on the open market. So Charles Leno, I had him cut a month ago, and and he obviously had a a, a big issue at the end of the game last week. So you certainly can upgrade there. I just don't know. How much of an upgrade you can get via the draft or via free agency? Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're looking at ways to improve the team when they still have uh, four games remaining uh, today against Houston, then next week at Minnesota, the week after that at Jacksonville, and then they wrap it up on January third against the Green Bay Packers at Soldier Field. Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the Points Bet app now, and somewhere during the course of this two hour show, you'll have a chance to win a two hundred dollar game day package from points bet pregame um the uh, $100 in wagers on the racing via mobile uh club hawthorne account and also $100 in wagers on sports via the mobile points bet account uh we'll let you know when to be uh, caller number 10 we'll let you know later on in the show and uh, do that throughout the course we've got, I got we've got some sound we've got a bunch of other things we have two more polls and um they they both seem very appropriate um the Houston Texans are in town today. The Bears have uh, been struggling. They're trying to avoid their seventh straight loss. Uh, Bears fans, are you rooting for your team to beat Houston today? Because throughout the course of the, you can find that also uh, at ESPN 1000 on the Twitter uh, account. Um, this week, I've heard so many people talking about how they're actually pulling for Houston to beat the Bears. And I can never do that. I've never been one for tanking to get a higher draft pick, especially with this organization, because Lord knows they don't know what the hell they're doing. No matter Mm -hmm. who the general manager is, they're not getting the the person they're supposed to get in their their draft. I never thought that was the way to do it. Plus, you can't do that in the NFL when you have 53 guys on a roster who at the end of the year, more than half of them have no idea what their future is going to be. So every week they're out there busting their tails yeah. trying to win they're, games. They're, they're putting stuff on film because they don't know where they're going to be next year or, or in the years to come. And, right. And, and for the record, Fred, can I also it, – it, 10 minutes into the show, and we haven't even said Deshaun Watson or Mitch Trubisky. And I say that because David Hoon at, uh, <laughs> at David J. Hoon yeah. uh, said, just curious, out of curiosity, he tweeted at, uh, at Fred underscore Hubner and at Brian Hanley 534 – well, you spend the entire two hours of the show false, falsely believing you're obligated to bring up the fact that Bears passed on drafting everyone's hero, Deshaun Watson, and prevent 99.9% of Bears fans from learning how to finally move on from 2017 as a result. And so we did not spend the entire two hours. We no. First 10 minutes right into the books without that. Right, right, definitely. And to be honest with you, I am one of the guys who last year said, you got to let it go if you're a Bears fan. And I heard Carmen DeFalco at least five times this week say, you can't let it go. You can't, you have to let it go. You're a Bears fan. It's over. It's four years ago, okay? You got to let it go. It happened. Yeah, it was a mistake. As it turned out, it was a mistake. But you've got to move forward, okay? You can't keep looking at what might have been. They screwed this up. We understand that. Move forward, in my opinion. You have to. And I, I know on the broadcast today, it's going to be constant. 
It's going to be, you know, there'll be comparisons. They'll throw Trubisky's numbers up there. They'll throw um, Deshaun Watson's numbers up there. Oh, yeah, Deshaun Watson ends up on his back quite a bit also. Um, his offensive line is, I think, the third worst offensive line uh, with sack rate against. Um, so it would be nice if the Bears could actually get to him today. Put him hey, on the ground by the a way, little bit. Brandon Cooks is out. Uh, NFL uh, Network reporting that Cooks is out with a neck and a foot injury. Uh, wide receiver, so they, they've elevated a couple guys off their practice squad. And Chad Hansen, who had more than 100 yards receiving last week against the Colts, um, in his first game since being a rookie with the Jets in 2017, he's going to be out there. But obviously without Fuller, right. uh, Deshaun Watson's had very limited help around him to put up those numbers, and he's still putting up those numbers. So that's a, another big miss or uh, a guy that the Texans should miss in a big way today in Cooks being out. Yeah, there's a, another poll question we have. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Also, Kevin Fishbane from The Athletics, some really, really great information and uh, some interesting little things that he tweeted throughout the course of the week. I want to hit to both of those also. Uh, the last six quarterbacks the Bears have faced, they've put up pretty good numbers. Now, is that because they're good quarterbacks or because they're going up against the Bears' defense? We'll discuss that, and we'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. As I mentioned, Jeff Dickerson will join us from Soldier Field right around 11 o'clock. It's Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner. We're here for you. The Points Bet pregame show, 312-332-3776 on ESPN 1000. Continuing, continuing, continuing Bears coverage. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Follow us on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. And we have more Bears right now. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. big wave has hit us, right? It's hit us. And we got to make sure that we're able to to uh, be able to see the sunshine after the wave and, and be able to, to fight through that and, and stay together. And that's the message that we have. And as as tough as it, it is and as much as it stinks and, and, and all that stuff, I'm just proud of, um, of our, our fighters. And again, the message to our team right now, right, is that we have we have four games remaining. And that's a quarter of the season. And, you know, regardless of the record, our position and what we have ahead of us is sitting right there for us. So um, we're going to fight and we're going to we're going to play hard. And uh, so to go back for the long winded answer where you're at, it doesn't surprise me. It's a part of this job. I'm going to stay positive all the time. I promise you. Positive, positive, positive. And, And that's the only thing that I know. Ah, that's your head coach, Matt Nagy. He's staying positive with four games remaining. Sound a little bit like Lovey Smith. We've got a quarter of the season to go. And uh, and Lovey's still trying to sell everyone yeah. they're on the right track down in Champagne. Yeah, I know. Uh, and, you know <laughs> and the other thing is, Nagy says, we got a lot of, I'm, I'm proud of my fighters. Was he talking about Javon Wims? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, last, is, it t- is the team's penalty still coming on that? Or what, are we still waiting on that? Well, last week surprised me because I... You know, give Riley Ridley a run, okay? And I, to be honest, I like Javon Wims. I think for the most part, when you throw him the ball, he usually can catch it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a good thing for a receiver, right? Um, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice if Allen Robinson could catch some 50-50 balls every once in a while. But that's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm strange. Uh, but Riley Ridley has a run out there. You throw him a couple of balls, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, Javon Wims is back, and he's starting, and Riley Ridley's back on the 
on the uh, you know inactive list. I'm like, ah, that's that's weird because the way that they sounded after the Javon Wims fight and the suspension, you figured okay, they're they're just going to get rid of him and cut bait. But they realized we need receivers apparently, and uh, they must think Javon Wims can do more for them than Riley Ridley. And um, so we'll see what the inactives are when they come out. Probably about fifteen twenty minutes from now. Matt Nagy, well, you know, Fred, that does beg the question about not only player evaluation, knowing what you have on your roster, and player development. Because, you know, look, Leonard Floyd's doing pretty well out in Los Angeles. Sure is, yeah. Adam Shaheen was a punchline here, and Olsen was a legitimate tight end down in Miami. And now he's got a contract extension. Exactly. The Dolphins gave him an extension. Right. So, uh, you know, you can swing and miss on Kevin White, and injuries came into play, but as soon as you drafted him seventh overall, Ryan Pace, people said, well, wait a minute, West Virginia, they ran about three different pass plays, and it wasn't exactly the most complicated uh, route tree you had to learn. So right. people question, you know, he was an athletic specimen, that's terrific. So this all goes back to who's who's looking at drafts, who's looking at free agency, who's giving out contracts, do you know what you're looking at? And when you do make these picks that people say, well, that's a reach, Shaheen's a reach, he's not baby Gronk. Well, maybe you, you actually were closer to correcting your evaluation initially, but for whatever reason, he couldn't get on the field here, and you didn't develop him here, and now he's going to be in the NFL catching passes and blocking down to Miami for some years to come. So it, 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 it's complicated to be a GM, but, I mean, that's what you're paid for. Yep. It, it's, it's all of it. It's your entire staff. Do you know what you're looking at when you do swing and miss on the quarterback? Well, that sets back the organization four or five, who knows how many years. Yeah, and it happens all around the NFL. Um, One of our other poll, our third poll question um, is based just on that, to be honest. For the betterment of the future, should the Bears fire Pace and Nagy? Four options here. Just Nagy, just Pace, both. Or neither, and when I t- when I told Eric to put that up, I said I actually thought that neither could possibly get zero, but I'm wrong. I know I looked at it, and there are people that have said neither. So there are people that think you stick with these two guys, and I don't know if it's some of the McCaskey family knowing that they own Nagy for a couple more years or something. They don't want to pay him for doing nothing. Um, but I, it would be hard for me to believe that yeah, if you're a Bears fan, you don't want to get rid of either one of these guys. Look, if you can make that case today as you sit here with a six-game losing streak, and, and, and there's still the possibility to turn this thing around, run the table, and get in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So if, you, if you're truly a Bears fan, are you rooting for that postseason? 312-332-3776. Can you make a case that, well, it's injury and it's – I mean, make the case that neither should go no matter how this season ends up. When you've been watching what you've been watching week in, week out. And I mentioned earlier that I'm not a fan. You know, a lot of times people, I mean, I heard Sylvie talking about how he wants the Bears to lose. He doesn't want them to win anymore. And I talked to someone yesterday, and actually I was talking to my co-host yesterday, Mark Zander. And Zander said the reason he would like to see them lose is not to see them get the higher draft pick because who knows where they're going to pick and whatever is going to happen. But basically so that it doesn't give the McCaskies um, any kind of, feeling like, well, see, we, if we get just another guy or two, this group can handle it. Because if they did run the table, then all of a sudden the management would say, well, we don't need to make a move. Now, they've done it in the past. They knew that things with Lovey were falling off, but they let Lovey go with a 10-6 and six record. Okay? That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. So how many 
how many coaches does the GM get? How many quarterbacks does the GM get? Right. And again, apparently he's a research librarian. He, he, you know, he's just in a little cubicle somewhere. We never hear from him. He's the only GM in the history of sports that just has a, a hard and fast rule that he doesn't talk during the season. I mean, I, I still, it's beyond me because every GM I've ever covered in every sport over 26 plus years as a sports writer, you could, it's, even if it wasn't an official press conference or right. it wasn't holding court, you'd see him in the press box, you'd see him in the elevator, you'd see him on the field. You'd certainly, you could go up and ask him a question. You certainly could text him these days or pick up the phone and they all, you know, they all answer the phone. They might not answer the question, but this idea that this, this guy can be a recluse and it's okay. I mean, grow a spine, stand up and start facing the music here. Because you're, for one, you're letting your coach twist every week. Yes, you are. So maybe then, maybe, maybe Ryan Pace knows I'm, I'm launching uh, Matt Nagy. So let him twist. I don't have to work with him next year. And the but one, you're you're the boss here. I yeah. mean, stand up and and be accountable. I mean, your quarterback has to face the music every week, no matter it's Nick Pulse or Trubisky. But this idea that Ryan Pace and look, I know he speaks before the game, but you know, Fred, right. you're not allowed to ask questions he doesn't want asked on those shows. Sure. And that, that's no, that's not criticism to to Jeff Joniak or Mark Grody or whomever has to do that each week. It's just the way it is. You're working for the team. Yes, in, you are. In many respects. Yeah. You can't ask those difficult questions. Um, 312-332-3776. Great article today from Brad Biggs. It's premature to say the demise of Pace and Nagy is fait accompli. Um, and he, it's a great article if you get a chance to read it. But one of the things he mentioned about Nagy, Nagy was vetting the 2017 quarterback class while employed by the Chiefs as the offensive coordinator. He was with the team that made the bold draft they trade to get Mahomes. So you, you look at Matt Nagy with Mitchell Trubisky. He came in after Mitch was already here. And right. with a general manager that said, Mitch is our guy, that's who we're going forward with. So some people may say, okay, Pace can leave, but Nagy's a guy might want to stick around. In the article, Biggs also points out that Mark Tressman is the only coach the Bears have fired with two years remaining on his contract. So it's not as if the organization has a history of paying guys to walk away while owing them money for 24 months. Really good article, and it brings up a lot of other good things um, about this situation. And a lot of people that want Pace or Nagy, or both gone, there's a good chance, there's a possibility, there's always a chance, so you're telling me there's a chance, yes. that they could both be here when this team, you know, adjourns, you know, gets together next year for the draft and everything else. Well, if the McCaskies want to turn the Wayback Machine to 2018 and say executive of the year, coach of the year, right. and we still have that team and that brain trust here, but the fact is, Ryan Pace has a losing record, and and five seasons here and Matt Nagy has fired himself as play caller rightfully so because it wasn't getting done so he sold himself to Ryan Pace as the guy who was going to maximize Mitch Trubisky and Ryan Pace needed that guy to sell him on that because he's attached to the hip with the quarterback that he selected two overall after trading giving away four draft picks to move one spot right and, and it it, it, it's not just who you took and, and where we stand. You're not picking up the, the last year option on, on Trubisky because you've decided it's not worth the money. Dan Weir's piece this week about the process. It was It's almost unheard of how Ryan Pace went about coming to that conclusion on Trubisky and not doing due diligence, not, not uh, on the top three, four, five quarterbacks. Not meeting with them. I mean, just going to the pro day for Deshaun Watson and calling it a day. It's 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 
not keeping your head coach in the loop. And we knew that, you know, John Fox had no idea till draft day what was going down here. Um, it, it's just the way Ryan Pace went about this thing was at least unorthodox. And at worst, it was just it was just a, a rookie GM not knowing what he was doing when it came to one of the most important decisions he'd have to make. Yeah, and we we talk a lot. I mean, guys have a tendency, maybe it's just me, but I know there are other guys I know that do this. It used to be you'd sit on, you'd sit in the toilet and read the newspaper. Okay, I can read this article. It's really short. You can't read Dan Wieterer's article in today's no, Sun-Times. Not unless you toilet. have a medical condition. <laughs> exactly. You have a medical condition or you ate some, ate some really spicy food last night and you, or, or you've got a colonoscopy coming up. Oh, um, boy. Because otherwise, because it, it's a huge article about the whole situation about what Ryan Pace and the Bears did uh, as they were getting ready for that 27 draft. There we go for David Hoon. We've mentioned that. Um, yeah. Two quickly th- things I wanted to mention from Kevin Fishbane, and I thought these were both interesting. Fishbane said, a fun fact to start your weekend. Here are the best career passer ratings in Bears history with a minimum of 20 quarterback starts. We'll oh, start boy. at five. Miller, Jim Miller, 76.7. Jim McMahon, 80.3. Eric Kramer, 80.7. Jay Cutler, 85.2. Mitchell Trubisky, 86.1. He's a <laughs> Bears in Bears history. He's got a better quarterback passer rating than the other those other four guys I mentioned. And I'm pretty sure most Bears fans would rather have almost. I wouldn't want McMahon, uh, but almost any of those other three. Um, well, yeah. that's why you have seven winning seasons in the last 25. Yeah, you're right. And here's the other one. And this is something that just aggravates every single Bears fan. I was watching the game uh, last or two weeks ago, and. Um, all of a sudden, the girl I was with said, why are they calling timeout now? And I said, well, that's okay. They're going to come up with a good play. Here, the, Bear, the Bears have called 12 timeouts on offense this season. Delay game? Yeah, excluding the final two minutes of each half. The ensuing plays. Delay of game. Yep. Four incompletions. Mm-hmm. Three sacks. Mm-hmm. Two carries for two yards. And two first down completions. So out of the 12, they did get two first down completions. <laughs> See, what's wrong? I mean, how can they be it, that bad? Well, it's like coming out of halftime and not knowing what to do in the third quarter. Uh-huh. It, it, at some point, someone has to explain those two things to your su- superiors, don't you? I mean, yeah. hey, wait wait a minute. Okay, you went over and talked about it, and then it came out and couldn't, couldn't execute anything. You went into halftime, talked about it, and you came out and couldn't execute anything. Well, I mean, what is going on here? Who's who's yeah. in charge here? What are you doing? <laughs> That's right. Who's in charge here? Yeah, the young lady I was with could have made a better play call than any yeah. of those. Well, maybe two of those where there were the first downs. It was uh, like Lovey throwing the challenge flag. Yeah. There was no rhyme or reason to any of it. And then he would try to explain it. And, uh, you know, yeah, help. Well, my only thing with the challenge flag, and I wasn't going to mention this, but John Fox used to get toasted for this, and it just popped up on my Facebook the other day because I had tweeted this out. Listen, the head coach, for the most part, isn't the guy that does it. He gets told from up above that you should throw the flag because they can't see anything. The good teams actually have somebody up in the box dedicated just to that. Right. Right? Just to that. Yeah, I don't know if the Bears are one of those teams or not. We come back, our Tito's tip of the week, and I mentioned both Dan Weeder and Brad Biggs. Those two, along with Colleen Kane, have all picked the Bears to win today. I don't know if that's good news or bad news. We'll take your calls, 312-332-3776, right here on ESPN 1000. Now, the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show continues. On Chicago's home for sports. 
ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Boom. You hit this, this six-game slide. The world's coming to an end. Well, that's what a lot of Bears fans think. <laughs> you know, it's the interesting thing is, Brian, is that today, and it doesn't happen often, today, the Bears are on CBS. The Bears yeah. take on the Texans on CBS. Um, over, over on Fox, at the same time, the Vikings are playing the Bucks. If you're a football fan, that might be a much better game to watch. Well, yes, but and you know what? I teased the 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 Bucks down uh, in my two teasers that I did. Okay, yeah. So I might be glancing over there every once in a while. <laughs> I would think you might. Yeah, I would think you might. Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on the sports you care about. Download the Points Bet app now and get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with code ESPN. We'll check in with Teddy Greenstein from Points Bet Sportsbook uh, a little bit later on, probably around 11.15. He can tell us how the line is going for the Bears game. Last I looked, Texans were a one-point favorite, and the uh, total was 46. Um, time for the Tito's tip of the game. It's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, America's original craft vodka. And the Tito's tip can be anything. Uh, you know, stay away from the Bears. It can be whatever. I've got two that I I, I like for today because for some reason I think the uh, uh, the losing streak is going to end today. And mm-hmm. I, my two of my tips for today, Trubisky with two-plus touchdowns, two or more touchdowns throwing the ball, and David Montgomery with 100 yards rushing the ball. Because right. their defense is not good, uh, the Texans' defense. I mean, they, they can get to the quarterback at times, but overall, I don't think they're all that great. I mean, and I guess the numbers show they are 30th. So, yeah, they're not all that great. 30th overall, they're 31st in rushing, 21st um, against the pass. And uh, they do have J.J. Watt, who doesn't have a lot of sacks um, no. this year, but he is a guy that's he will knock the ball down. And he's done that before. He also has an interception that he took to the house for a um, you know pick six. So that is something that Mitch is going to have to watch for because um, he does have some balls get tipped as he's throwing them. And, and J.J. Watt's a guy that will do that. But that's your Tito's tip of the game for me. Um, Trubisky to throw at two or more touchdowns and David Montgomery with 100-plus yards rushing. And uh, it's just nice to see how hard this guy works, Montgomery. After he came back from the concussion his last couple of games, you see that he's working hard. And that's why one of our poll questions is when it comes to running back, is David Montgomery a solid number one or do the Bears need an upgrade? And they drafted him, got rid of Jordan Howard. They said, listen, this guy breaks tackles. He led college football in broken tackles. He does this. He can catch the ball. They really don't throw him the ball very much, which surprises me a little bit, um, especially with Tariq Cohen out. They don't throw him the ball. Um, I guess they have Cordero Patterson, who allegedly can catch a ball here and there. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, and I really like David Montgomery. That's one of the things. There's another article in the paper. And when you prepare for the show, there's tons of articles. And all I think in the Sun-Times they were talking about some good things going forward, some hope for the future of different players. And um, they listed Darnell Mooney, who's in a weird spot. He did not practice all of this week, from what I understand, for, for personal, personal reasons. reasons. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't seem like they were concerned about him. Cole Komet is definitely a reason to be positive if they would throw him the ball. He seems to do everything right. And they praise him all the time. They just don't seem to use him a lot. And David Montgomery. I think going forward, Montgomery's a, uh, you drafted him. 
unless you want to go pick up another guy to be a backup, I would think David Montgomery is going to be your number one going forward. Yeah, and, and look, it's trending in the right direction, and there's a lot of want to with that guy, so you like that. Again, against some middling run defenses, so right. I, it, we still he has time to continue to prove that this isn't a fluke and that he is going to be a solid number one. It'll be interesting to see how people, by the end of the show, respond to that poll question. To your Tito's tip of the day, though, it better start with Montgomery rushing the ball for a, a good portion of his rushing yards in the first half and then get to the point where Trubisky and Gart, well, I mean, if you're up three or four scores, you probably sh- still should keep uh, running the ball. But if you're going to force feed Montgomery, I don't know how you're going to get Trubisky a couple touchdown passes unless they're you know, yeah, shorties know. In, inside the 10. That's and what so I'm thinking. My, t- my Tito's tip of the day would be to tease the Bears. I got them at one and a half a couple days ago, so I teased them up to seven and a half. Um, but you're right. Everyone seems to think either it's going to be a one or two point game. And one of our, one of our Twitter followers said that the best case scenario today is the Bears lose by a point. I guess he took the one and a half. <laughs> he, so sure. he wants them to lose, but he wants them to lose by enough that he covers just enough that he covers his bet. Yeah. Um, but but you better you can't outthink this. You better come out running against the thirty first worst run defense in the league. They allow almost five yards per play on a rushing attempt. If I can do the math on that, that pretty much you could have a first down. Uh, you'd be looking at third and one, maybe, if you if that trend continues. So don't outthink this thing. I mean, just come out and do what you did last week and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Want David Montgomery, give him a chance to prove that he's a solid number one against a, a bad run defense. See, that's the problem. When geniuses don't like to be average no they don't like they want to show their genius all the time and uh um, you don't get credit for running the ball no, if you're an offensive no. guru like matt nagy even though it's not the play caller anymore it's almost like you don't get like dummies can run the ball sure watch me watch me call these pass plays that don't work yeah but i you know i can draw them up as well as anybody yeah there was a game several weeks ago where the chiefs it was crappy weather the chiefs decided you know we're going to run the ball Andy Reid says, we're going to run the ball. And that's what they did. They ran the ball, won the game easily. And uh, you can do that. Every, every game's different. Um, Kevin Fishbane, I've already mentioned him two or three times today, but he does, He has put up some of the uh, Ryan Pace interview uh, with Jeff Joniak today on the uh, flagship. It says, uh, Ryan Pace said, all of us are angry right now to start off 5-1 and one and lose six in a row. That's painful for everyone in the building. Uh, he went on and said, I think we all understand that comparisons are always going to be part of it. Not to be cliche, but this game's about two teams going for a win. Both teams are fighting for a win. It's not just about Mitch and Deshaun. It's it's not, but for a lot of fans it is, and they, the, the fans that can't let it go. And like I said, I've let it go. I don't care what Deshaun Watson does today. I'd like to see Mitch do well. I'd like to see him continue. Um, he, he had a he actually had a really nice week last week. His numbers twenty six and thirty four, two sixty seven, a touchdown, a one hundred eight point three quarterback rating. Um, I'd okay, like to see him and, do that again. And 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 I can let it go, but is there any scenario? no matter how the season ends, if Mitch puts up the numbers he put up last week, that you bring Mitch back, even though you declined his option, doesn't preclude you from going back to the table and saying, right. here's, here's the number we think works for us. We'd like to keep you around. I mean, is there any scenario where he's your starting quarterback next year if, the, if Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy are, are both here? I don't, think you can. May... I don't think you can because of Foles. Right. Right. So yeah. I, I just – so – 
Matt Nagy, he understands everyone's upset. Well, no, no kidding, because now you have an 11 percent chance to make the playoffs and you start at five and one. That that's almost an impossibility, right? Uh, six game losing streaks in the NFL, unless you're the Jets or the Giants, yeah, it doesn't. They happen. don't usually happen, no. right? So I, I just it, it's it's great that he understands what's going on here, but the fact of the matter is he's the one who's dug this hole as much as anybody, and and. For the people voting neither on our Twitter poll, that neither Pace nor Nagy should be fired, I, I don't know how you make that case. I, I really don't to this point. And you know, if you fire the GM and tell him to keep the head coach, we've seen how that works here. Yeah, for his, for for a year. I, I I don't know how that works either. No, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Real quickly, I I had teased this. I want to make sure I mentioned it. The last six quarterbacks to face the Bears during this six game losing streak. Uh, Jared Goff, he had two touchdowns, a 108 quarterback passer rating. Drew Brees, uh, two touchdowns, 109.8 quarterback passer rating. Ryan Tannehill with two touchdown passes, 104.9 QBR or uh, quarterback passer rating, not QBR. Uh, Kirk Cousins with two and a pick, uh, 100.7. Aaron Rodgers, Lord, four and a 132, <laughs> 132.3 quarterback rating. And last week, Matt Stafford. Three touchdowns, an interception, a 109.4. So the quarterbacks, the last six weeks, the Bears in those six-game losing streak, they've, their quarterbacks have had 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 110.5 quarterback passer rating. And we're not Eddie supposed Jackson, to criticize the defense. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller have combined for one interception. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, zero I mean, tackles. Yeah, zero tackles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in 2018, they had 13 combined. Right. Is this, and God bless Chuck Pagano, and he's an affable guy, and, and this week he, he talked up Deshaun Watson like he talked up Aaron Rodgers. Oh, we'll hear him. Yeah, we'll hear him later. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, is it really as simple as Vic Fangio left, and now a couple of years removed from that, you're, you're, you're in trouble here? And what well, Vic Fangio, not what, when he gets fired in Denver, can you bring him back as a defensive coordinator? Wouldn't be a bad thing Just to do. Just wondering. Yeah. Uh, we come back, we'll have Yurko's keys. And also, for those who follow Yurko on Twitter, he's got his picks, his uh, top 13 or what it is, his picks for today. So you might want to check out on Twitter. And he went 8-4-1 and one last week. Pretty darn good uh, if you're wagering on those. So check him he's out. He's been on fire all season. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. making money with, with Yurko. There's no doubt. So we come back, we'll have his keys to a Bears victory. It's Hanley and Hubner right here on the Points Bet pregame show on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with a new morning show, Cap and J. Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Well, the game kicks off a little afternoon today. The Bears and the uh, Houston Texans. And we did get some good news. Uh, I guess Khalil Mack and also uh, Darnell Mooney are both uh, active for the game. So the shoulder and uh, the personal reasons um, have cleared up, apparently. And Darnell Mooney can play today, which is good. I, I've bet him numerous times on points bet to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They, they threw to him one time where he was triple covered in the in back of the end zone. I said, well, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> and it's like, come on. But uh, well, today I'm actually going with, uh, uh, just because of higher odds, I'm going with Cordero Patterson to score a touchdown. 
I don't know how it's going to happen. And Cole Komet with another one. It's not going to be nearly as good as it was when Cap hit hit him at ninety nine to one with the first touchdown or something like that. Can they uh, can they put up another thirty points or so uh, this week? I think they should. Done it twice this season. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Aren't you asking for too much? Well, I'm, I'm trying to be up. I mean, look, if the offense comes out and, and does what it did in the first half, you should you should have a, a double digit lead yeah. late in the game. Yep. And I mean, you had that late in the game last week, and still defied the odds and found a way to lose that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, your your win probability had to be like ninety nine percent at that point, right? Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. And then all of a sudden, nice long seven play drive, ninety six yards, and. No third downs. Yeah, no. Uh, Yurko, every week, he looks at the Bears game and gives it his keys for a Bears victory. This is Yurko's keys to the game. Trubisky stepping up, fires down the sideline. Robinson makes the catch. Yurko gives us what to watch for in this week's Bears game. And it's intercepted, and it's Eddie Jackson. Under pressure again. Can he get away? No, he can't. Of course it's Mac. Yurko's keys to the game, only on ESPN 1000. Bears and Texans, week 14 of the NFL. The Texans are 4 and 8. The Bears are 5 and 7. And they're, in most places, about a one point underdog at home against Deshaun Watson, whom they should have drafted. Uh, uh, in the Texans this weekend, Yurko, I ask you, what are the keys to the game? Carmen, I'm glad you asked. These are the keys to a Bears victory against the Houston Texans at Soldier Field Sunday at noon. Key number one. <laughs> It's the one thing I've been able to count on over the course of time with my Chicago Bears, and that's been defense, defense, defense. I've been able to rely upon this defense, but unfortunately, in the last two weeks, mm. this defense has gone away. This defense has bent. It's break. It's it's broken. This defense has been it? pitiful. What I ask for is this defense to come back. It all starts with the defensive line. I can't ask the defensive backs to carry this team. It's got to start up front. And up front is where I'm going to ask the Bears to pick up their play. And that's Keem Hicks, it's Khalil Mack, it's Quinn, it's Urban, it's Jenkins, it's Nichols. Somebody told me Bilal Nichols had the number one graded score for NFL defensive linemen until last night, obviously. The number one score for the week. All right, well, uh, let's see it. Because it was the least impactful Number one defensive lineman PFF rating in the history of the rating then. It was his pick. I need the defensive line to pick up their play as a whole to get this Bears team heading in the right direction. Key number two. (laughs) Sorry, except for the fumble at the end of the game that gave up the key touchdown. I thought Mitch Trubisky played a solid game last week. I think he did. Solid game last week. I like the mix, shockingly enough, of Montgomery and Corduroy Patterson last week thought they had a good rhythm. I think that rhythm needs to be maintained. Maintain that rhythm offensively. I don't care who you're giving the ball to as long as you're finding the way to run. The strength of this offensive line, believe it or not, is in the interior three right now. Your tackles are causing you problems. Let's ask the tackles to pick up their play. Both uh, the the totem pole, I call him Charles Leno, Mm -hmm. because he just kind of stands there and gets knocked over. And uh, a Fetty, maybe if they could play a little bit better, it put a little bit of a smile on our face. Key number three. When's the last time we won the turnover battle? Anybody? Anybody? You know, off the top of my head, I don't When's know. When's the last time this team, the Chicago Bears, won the turnover battle? And not, 
Uh, yeah, I hadn't had an interception in the defensive backfield since right. week the six. Thanks backfield. for t- chiming in there. Yeah. Haven't had that. Uh, let's try to win the turnover battle. And here's the Mr. Chuck Pagano. Okay, I'd rather die bringing the blitz. Okay, Greg than Williams. die by a thousand small cuts. Would you rather be Greg Williams? Yeah. Oh, I don't care. I'm bringing the heat. I'm tired of watching quarterbacks pat the ball back there and just pat, 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 and throw the ball wherever the hell they want. I'm bringing the funk. Bring the funk. Slot blitzes. Bring the noise. I'm bringing the noise. If the Bears can do all those keys, Carm, I find the Bears victorious. Soldier Field at 3.05 p.m. on Sunday. And those are the keys to a Bears victory. Award-winning, as always, gentlemen. Smoking hot. A little bit different this week. More of a story to what was going on, as opposed to just distinct little keys. Oh, uh, Charles Leto can't have enough nicknames. I know Troy Aikman about a year ago called him like the, uh, you know, the uh, something like the automatic holding call or something like that. <laughs> and now Yurko gives him the totem pole. That's a good oh, one. The totem pole. Not for pole. your left tackle. That's not good. No, no, no. it's it, it's not, not good at all. Uh, when we come back, Jeff Dickerson will jump on in with us. He is out at Soldier Field. He got a chance to go there and he gets to watch the Bears live. He'll join us next.